0: Good evening. I think Jesus makes very clear in the gospel this evening, right? The call to be aware, to be prepared, to be vigilant as, right, his second coming. He's calling the apostles, telling them all to be aware. And so this evening, I just want to go through, hopefully, give you some practical ideas on how we are to be aware, not just. Of our personal, right, human level, but how are we aware of the spiritual realm? And then what do we do with that? The importance of being aware in the spiritual realm. Everyone, right, the great Saint Ignatius of Loyola, Saint in the 1500s, the Counter-Reformation. Martin Luther leaves the church, breaks off from the church, and what does God do? He raises up many great Saints, one of them being Saint Ignatius. And he starts the Jesuits and he publishes he gives to the church what we know as the discernment of spirits how we are to hear how are we to be aware of right these movements of either God or the enemy and what we are to do with them right these rules he also has more rules after these 14 right are applied in the 30-day exercises the 30-day silent retreat that many of your priests have went on. And so, right, St. Ignatius gives us these 14 rules, and he says at the beginning, these rules are so that one can come and be a little more aware of the movement of God and the movement of the enemy. And so, right, in this awareness It's so important, right, just on the level of awareness to come to understand these things, but then to understand and to take action. And so the threefold structure for you tonight, to be aware, to understand, and then to take action, that we are aware of what is happening inside of ourselves. We understand from which heart these movements are coming from, and then we take action. I love, love, love when I travel through airports to going in those little bookstores. And the reason why I love going in there is because I like to see what they're trying to sell me to read. And if you ever go in there, if you're like me, you will notice what most of the books are are self-improvement books, right? Self-help books, trying to grow in self-awareness trying to improve yourself and fix yourself those are all nice things good things don't want to discourage you from them but at the end of the day you can't fix yourself right we have a spiritual ailment called concupiscence this inclination towards evil and no matter how much I try to make myself right it ain't gonna work and so right for a spiritual ailment everyone we need a spiritual remedy that our own work and desires won't fix what needs to be fixed. And so we use that, right? We use some of these things to become aware in our thoughts, feelings, the desires. What's going on inside of us, right? We have to be aware of those things. It's so important what in fact is moving us, what's going on inside of ourselves. That is so heavily impacted by our family of origin, right? Our history. What we've done, what has happened to us, all sorts of things play into this complexity of who we are and to be aware of that, our thoughts, feelings, desires. But number two, right, to understand what is going on is so important. So often we don't understand and take the time to learn and understand what is going on. What do I mean by that? everyone the spiritual realm we're talking about is one of a relationship with a divine person it's not just my own internal thoughts and feelings those are good but those aren't spiritual per se what is spiritual is when we're interacting with another person so God right Jesus Christ the saints the angels but if they are real And they influence us and lead us towards God, towards happiness. We also have the enemy, which is so important to understand how the enemy wants to work in our life, right? When we say the enemy, we mean a few things. Number one, our own inclination to sin, our concupiscence is the fancy word we use, right? This inclination towards evil. When I want to eat 15 Big Macs at once, that's not how God intended life to be, right? That desire I have in myself has to be healed, has to be properly ordered. Number two, right, this, when we say the enemy, it also means Satan and the demons, right? The evil one who wants to destroy our life, right? If God wants us to be happy in this life and the next, you can be certain that Satan and the demons want us to be dishappy. Is that even a word? Unhappy, Sad, alone in this life, and forever with them in the next, right? And so we're in this cosmic, this true battle, this spiritual reality that's more real than this world that we live in now. It's all happening around us, and we have those influences both of good and evil. The good thing is, right, everyone, God is infinitely more powerful because he created Satan, who fell and disobeyed him. And so we don't have to worry about the power of evil if we remain fixed on the goodness of God. The third thing that we talk about, right, is the influence of the world. That the world is also, right, we are enemies. We're at uh, war with the world. That the world influences us towards evil. And so we have to understand, right, am I receiving from the heart of god or am i receiving from the heart of the enemy right this spiritual reality if it's a relationship then we're speaking about level a level of the heart where we're receiving from a heart a real person right and so it's critically important to understand where are these things coming from that all that i experience isn't by chance but has some eternal meaning to it and so to understand a reflection question for you tonight do we take the effort to come to an understanding of what's going on inside of us on a spiritual level right there's materials out there you know stacked high do we take the effort right to learn how God works and how the enemy works so we can reject him it's really a meaning of eternal life or eternal death everyone And so to take that effort, to put in the work, to understand. Number three, right, be aware, understand. Third, take action. If, right, if this is a cosmic battle, if there's enemies, if we're being influenced by good and evil, we understand what those are. We need to now take action and reject that which comes from the enemy. Not listen to, push to the side, not trust. Turn away from. And when we experience God or consolation, we accept it. We receive it. We let him pour it into our heart. We hold on to it. We turn towards it. We trust it. Right? It's so important because we're humans. If we're just floating along life, right, and not making concrete choices about these things, we're probably not going to end up in a great place. We have to make choices to choose the good, to choose the spirit, the heart of God, who's trying to pour himself into us to accept his peace, joy, love, patience, self-control, right? The gifts of the Holy Spirit. The three theological virtues, faith, hope, and love. And we reject the movements of the enemy, discouragement, hopelessness, right? All these things that turn us away from God. To take action, right? That's what God calls us to. Those three things, so important. And why are they important? Because I'm here to tell you tonight that God has a plan for you. I don't know if you've ever thought of it, but God has a real, true plan substantial detailed plan for you an exciting plan one of joy one of happiness right and not only does he have this plan but he wants to actually reveal it to you and tell you about it that's what's so exciting right the whole fun of life is coming to understand and discover God's plan that he has we don't want to overthink this plan right God's desire for us God's plan that he has for us. If you're married, wake up in the morning and live like a married person, right? It's not all that complicated in many ways in the sense of, right, we don't have to wonder at every single moment of our life, what does God want me to do, right? Father Vetter's a priest, I wake up in the morning and I say mass, right, at 7 a.m., that's what I do. I don't have to think or worry or discern, right, what's going on there, I do my duty. The level we're talking about, everyone, is a more refined level of how God wants to move us and his plan for where we're going. I'm right. I think about it often. I think many times we can get lost in this sort of running on the hamster wheel of life and not actually put our energies and our effort in what God wants us to Right to put our effort into what God wants us to. And then the rest gets figured out if we simply do what God wants us to. And so here I have three questions for you tonight. You can write them down, take out your notebook, write it into the missile and take it home. No, don't do that. Won't have any left. Three questions for you, which I have found extremely helpful in prayer, practical questions, but I'm here to tell you God will answer them. And so don't be surprised. When he tells you something, and now you have to decide, am I going to accept this and take action or not, right? And here are the three questions paired with, right, three different perspectives of how we can approach God in the spiritual life. Number one, praying like a doctor, right? A doctor's whole perspective is, where is someone sick? And to heal that. And so to ask Jesus, Jesus, where am I most sick? Jesus, where's my family most sick? Jesus, where's my business most sick? Jesus, where's my, uh, where's my parish most sick? Whatever it is, right? Jesus wants to reveal that to us. Why? He's the divine physician, everyone. He wants to heal that place. He wants to pour his grace and salvation right in there and bring the healing. At the deepest level of who we are to make right to give us clarity to give us peace and so question number one Jesus where am I most sick question number two being in a control room right if we are in fact in this battle then we also need to ask the question Jesus where is the enemy trying to to attack me where is he most trying to destroy my life? Right? If we're truly in this, right, this dynamic of good and evil, then we have to know where the enemy is trying to cut us down. Trying to make us lose hope, etc., right? And so to ask Jesus, Jesus, where is the enemy attacking me? Where is the enemy attacking me? So I don't run all over the place, right? wasting my time on things that he's actually not the not being the main reason for where he's attacking me right the enemy always attacks us everyone at our place of greatest weakness that's what saint ignatius says and so when we're aware of where he wants to attack us we can act against it we can fortify that place we can work on it let god pour his grace into our heart there number three We have to pray like a general in the army. As Christians, as Catholics, we don't just sit there in our own self asking for healing. It's always meant to go out. We're always meant to go out and do something, right? God wants us to bring others to him as well, right? Go and baptize all nations. And so the question that a general asks, right? Jesus, where do I... Where should I take the offensive? Where should I be on the offensive? I'm not going to worry about this or that thing that I think I need to do. Where's the one thing, Jesus, that you want me to focus on and go forward? Jesus, where should I move on the offensive? These three questions, everyone, will be answered 10, 20 minutes and God will surprise you, right? We ask specific questions of him to get specific answers because he's a person who actually answers us. He has a plan. He wants you to know that plan and right, and he wants to reveal it to you and help you along the way. Jesus, this week, Give us the grace of being aware, understanding how you work in our life so we may take action to receive your love every more, um, more and more every day. Fill us with your peace and give us the courage to follow your plan.